Good morning and welcome to the Man in the Black Suit podcast. Hope you're all having a splendid Saturday morning. It's a little bit cold but gorgeous here. Good morning, good morning, and how are you this morning? Oh, good morning, good morning. Pam, I'm doing well. I'm enjoying my coffee with a scoop of ice cream. My mother, uh, when I went to check on her this morning downstairs, she was at the freezer and wanted ice cream this morning because her mouth was dry. So Mm -hmm. what better thing to start the day with than a couple scoops of ice cream? So I decided I would have ice cream in my coffee as a way to... As a way, it's it's my it's my uh, Americanized version of uh, affogato, the Italian uh, gelato with espresso, which is one of my favorite favorite things ever. Um, oh, that sounds good. Betty's saying, and, and good morning to you, Miss Betty. Uh, she said, I, "Yum, ice cream is always good, but flavor. It's the Neapolitan, the, the chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry uh, classic, and." Most, I think, what landed in my mug was probably chocolate and vanilla mm. uh, with the coffee, and I'm almost done with it already. It was so delicious. Oh, that's oh good. and and I see good that morning, Dana, Dana has joined us. Good morning. Yes. Our, how are things up in the Great White North? <laughs> are you cold this morning? <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. Hey, we've been very lucky in this part of the country. Um, yes, we have. It has been an incredibly mild winter overall. So, yeah, Betty, I like the I like that flavor too. I love the variety of the chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. It mixes so well. Well, yeah, my so. father, we always kept a gallon <laughs> Dana's of vanilla. Co- ice Dana cream. says she's cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So your we father is an a- ice cream fan. Yeah, he. We always had a gallon of vanilla ice cream in the, in the refrigerator. My he was vanilla. My dad, my mom was chocolate. But whenever if we ran out of milk, you know, like some days you last minute and you don't get the milk the night before, he would put vanilla ice cream in his coffee <laughs> instead. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> and, I love uh, it. My uh, my mom. And not so much my dad, but my mom and my sister like to put creme de menthe on top of uh, their ice cream. And they're, we're chocolate fans, so uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of creme de menthe, so I just... Not sweet. your favorite. Too sweet. It no. is It is really sweet. Although back in the day, I I did like that on top of ice cream. I remember having that for the first time thinking, oh my gosh, what is this magical concoction? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. you know, I, it, now it, it is too, too sweet to me. Oh my gosh, Dana, negative 38 Celsius last That's night. Cold. That's chilly, chilly, chilly. Um, that is cold. It is. I, I think it's, I just was trying to do the conversion. I thought it said it was around in the 30s, but I think that doesn't sound right to me. No, that's that's not right. It has to be below, it has to be negative Fahrenheit, yes? Yeah. Uh, All right, I'm doing this again. Google, don't don't fail me now. Don't fail me now. You know, I never understood why America didn't get with the metric system. It's minus 36 
degrees. Minus 36. Yeah. Yes. Fahrenheit. So it's oh not my. too far off. <laughs> oh, my cold. gosh. Oh, yeah. Dana. Uh, I know you're used to that being up in Canada, but good Lord. I don't know how people do it in Minnesota and the Dakotas. I just, oh, stay inside, I guess. Oh, and we're, all these ice cream flavors. Betty says vanilla is oh. a classic. You can experiment with vanilla. Chocolate yes. ice cream is good, too. And Dana says praline and cream dream from Laura Seckard is all, my all-time favorite. Oh, that sounds so that good. good. Betty that likes nice. to experiment with walnuts, almonds, berries, or granola. When, yes. when I was a, a little girl, my, my mom and dad used to take my sister and I to two places. And one was uh, right near a house where we lived in. And whenever you sat down at the table for the ice cream, they always gave you a bowl of pretzels with the ice cream. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there, uh, what? So I was I was always a coffee ice cream person, and always loved the pretzels. But I also love vanilla ice cream, but I have to have the pretzels mixed in with it. It's the mm-hmm. salt and the sweet, and they've got to be the ultra-thin pretzels, not the big pretzels. Not the big chunky ones, yes. That's no. one of my dad's favorite. He loved, he used to put pretzels in his ice cream all the time. Oh. I, he still does, but um, he, I, I wonder if that's a Pennsylvania thing. I don't know. I don't this, know. Well, this was Jersey. Oh, okay. South Jersey, okay. so that very, it very much equates to Pennsylvania. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Dana says <laughs> I usually beg SR to send Gabriel to me with extra blankets and soup when it's this cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Yes. I, I don't even think Gabriel would need any extra blankets with that hotness going on. Good no. lord. No. And es- and especially <laughs> Julio. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that man out could in California melt. at the moment. He, he, he could melt he could melt a glacier. I told you, Tosca Musk was right. He is yep. the most beautiful man on the planet. And I still and you know what? It's, it's his whole countenance. It's not just his physical beauty. He is a really, a pure, you know, just was very genuinely kind. And I love that. Good yes. guy. Very good, good guy. guy. I really wish him and all the cast and crew the best because they really were um, very consummate professionals and just wonderful people. Well, he really, was really great. He was te- teasing earlier this week about doing something special with Melanie. <laughs> I love I don't it. Know whether that's a teaser that's going to be coming from Tusca for mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, possibly. Oh my gosh, they, that would be great. Wouldn't that, I mean, but, and I, th- I, I would love that. And I think the will is actually premiering. On Valentine's Day. That's why I'm, I'm trying to figure out how they could still time it that way. I think it would be really, really smart. Um, but I know there's a lot that goes into that premiere. And boy, I wish I could fly to California to go. I think that's going to exactly. be a great one. I still have to download the book. I, I, I have a couple days. I have to read it. I want to read it before I watch it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying I'm trying to do that now to support all the authors that Passion Flicks uh, signs up. Uh, to bring t- to screen their work. Um, 
<laughs> Betty said, Gabriel, Nicholas, or Paul. I'm not picky. <laughs> no, you're not, are you? That's but right. But Paul, more than likely. And he mm. can bring you some nice uh, Ben and Jerry's made by the from the milk from his cows. <laughs> from the Vermont cows. That's right. Dana's hoping to meet them during part two of filming of Rapture. Oh, my gosh, Dana, you have to. You have yeah. to let us know when you come down. I would love to meet you in person. That would be so great. That would be so much fun. I'm just, and I'm only three and a half hours away from that's Syracuse. Right. I will jump in, jump in my car and find a way to get there, or I'll go rent my uh, Jeep, <laughs> Jeep, uh, <laughs> your, your Jeep Gladiator. <laughs> yes. Did you guys see the commercial on the Super Bowl? Yes. There was... <laughs> With, with Bill Murray. Day. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing because you know, of course, for me it wasn't about the the ad and you know Groundhog no, Day. It, for Crow. me, it was about it was about the Jeep Wrangler. There's the Jeep Gladiator that I named Russell. Yes. <laughs> In honor of the hotness I'm, himself, yes. Mr. Gladiator. That was such and, a great film. Oh my gosh, had, that movie just a... took me out. He had a band called 30 Odd Grunts. Mm -hmm. 30 Odd Foot of Grunts or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he was filming a movie with Denzel Washington uh, probably about, uh, I guess about 2008, 2007, somewhere in there. That sounds about and right. He was living up the street on Broadway in, in Nyack. He rented a house with his wife and, and son or child, whatever. Mm -hmm. But he used to play one at the with his band at one of the local uh, pubs while he was filming. Um, oh, fun. Yeah, and I know that when my son and his then girlfriend had gone to lunch at this little uh, Mexican restaurant called Costa del Sol, um, he was in there with a bunch of friends, and and Laura was like, came back, and I wasn't there. And Laura came back, comes back, and says, "Guess who was there? Guess who was there? Russell Crowe was there." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, so "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." And because he used to, walk, he and his wife, and most most of the time it was his wife, would walk into town and would walk uh, right in front of my house. So, oh my gosh yeah yeah i just i mean he's a fantastic actor I, but that role in gladiator just was uh for me i yeah. just could not get over that whole production was phenomenal yeah he was and and he he looked pretty phenomenal in that he did in that movie he did the honor oh. the honor and glory of Rome. Ah, mm -hmm. it pulled it pulled my classical studies minor heart. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. Um, yeah, I, I love the fact. Uh, Betty's asking, wouldn't it be awesome if they did a book cover for Gabriel's Inferno? Yeah, we actually, you know, toyed with that. Um, I think we might want to try and do a campaign around that. You know, mm -hmm. we talked about that a little bit. Um, I, think I don't know. It. Maybe we you should reach out to with... some of the others, uh, other folks. I I know right now I don't have the bandwidth to organize that, but I love the idea. 
and I see, I see Miss Sweet, Sweet Kenzie. There she is, morning Kenzie. K-Cup got her K-Cup on and is up <laughs> early, early, early. Good morning, Kenzie. It's so good to see you. Um, Dana's bringing the donuts. Paul Strongarm always welcome. <laughs> yes. Oh, Kenzie hasn't seen Gladiator yet. Oh, oh you got to see it. It's a it, classic. Kenzie. Now it's it's violent it. and it's um, you know it's set in ancient ancient Rome. But man, Russell Crowe's performance. Ah. Oh, and everyone. Joaquin Phoenix was just he was unbelievable, and it was yes. great. Don't get me started. I'm raving about it. I know, I Kenzie can says, I almost missed this chat and I ran for my computer. <laughs> See, that's why I texted you, Kenzie. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but your text needs to have like an alarm on it. <laughs> I know it's it's early for Kenzie. It is yes. early for our young 20 something friend. So. But, uh, Trust yes, me, so... my, I, I understand. I understand. Uh, you know, I think in the chat we had in December with SR, um, we mentioned a book cover. Yeah. And he didn't he didn't give a winky smile mm -hmm. like he does when he's teasing something. But I think that they were actually speaking with the publisher about doing that. Oh, that would be great. I think that's what he said. That would yeah. That would be great. And <laughs> Betty, Betty says Kenzie's sixth sense started ringing when she heard Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is a fan of the Canadians, you know. That she is. Betty, that's and so funny. And Kenzie said she hasn't seen The Godfather or Gladiator yet, but she's watched oh. Troy, A Fallen City, and it's really good. I still need to watch that. And I see we have another one of our wonderful friends morning, joining Karen. us. Good morning, Karen, I know you've been having a rough couple of days. I hope you're feeling better this morning, or at least have coffee to uh, help you through. Exactly. <sighs> so, and she had snow yesterday. I saw the pictures on Instagram and stuff. So. Mm hmm Yeah, I know we we had snow for a hot second, but it didn't do anything. And, and Kenzie, yeah, you're right. It's not up to him. It's not up to SR about the cover. Publishers usually only listen to fans and not to the authors. But I, I also but I think, think publishers will listen to um, if if they see some positive reaction. Uptick. I'm trying to see if I'm trying to think if there were any books yet that Passion Flicks filmed that have used their actors. I'm trying to think. I'm not sure if that's happened I yet. Don't know. But if, if there ever there is a candidate to have it happen to, it would be this one. That's true. Um, yeah. And especially since uh, I think Julio's going to be. Uh, well, there's some. Uh, his star out there. is rising. Yeah, his movie, uh, Downhill, movie, opens up on Valentine's, Valentine's Day. As well. I know. We have a lot of good with premieres. Will, yeah. uh, with Will Farrell and uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. I know. That must have been a cool. I would love to talk to him about that experience. Join Instagram. You can message him. <laughs> I he am. Goes on he, he goes does. out every day. I know he does. I'll react sometimes. I react sometimes on it, but I, I not, not had a lot of time to be on. Yeah, SR and I both have not had a lot of time to be on social media. I don't know if you all saw. He's uh, 
going to take a little a bit of a, a break from social media. I like to think he's probably going somewhere warm and tropical and fantastic and uh, deep <laughs> unplugging for a while, but I could be wrong on that. Um, that's just what I would like to think that he's doing because I think he deserves it. Well, I know he's doing, he's coming, he's going to be doing a um, Stargazers chat. I think mm-hmm. that's on the 19th. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I know, I know he's still um, responding to his G- email. Um, and Karen answered my question. Karen, who had six inches of snow yesterday, said uh, the 365 that was written by Ruth Clampett. Uh, was reissued with the actors' covers, which is great. Um, and Betty, I know we can campaign. Um, I think we might need to coordinate amongst the uh, the podcasters and uh, some of the fandom to get that going. Uh, <clears throat> I think that would be really cool. Uh, Kenzie says, I'm really happy that SR is enjoying a break, hopefully resting and enjoying coffee and donuts. Um, they made a film book cover for Dirty Sexy Saint as well, she said, which does not surprise me because, man. So I well, think I have a feeling something good will happen, but we should try to encourage that, too. Yeah. And, and Betty well, says, if it were up to me, Paul would be in all the book covers by the film, right. Gabriel would not be so happy about that idea. I think, <laughs> I think we should put Snarky Narrator on the uh, covers of things. I know. Betty says but, the boss is probably going to do research. Karen agrees. <laughs> and yes, this, Karen Z said the Stargazers chat will have pre-questions, so it won't be an active one, um, sadly. I still think I still think it will be active because I think he, well, who knows? I don't know how they're running it, but I could see him interacting and responding right but just that what joining in the discussion is what i yeah. i could envision i don't know if they're doing that or not i haven't talked to the stargazer squad to about that so kenzie says jennifer said they're turning off the comments okay then that's not going to happen um karen says after the it was after the movie that was released that they issued the reissued the new covers very cool well, i also think well, the the fans will, you know, promote this, but I also think that the uptick in sales for Gabriel's Inferno, because um, yeah. I've seen a lot of new readers coming in for Gabriel's Inferno. Mm-hmm. A lot of new readers. That's exciting. So, I is. think that's the power of passion flicks. I really do. Um, Betty's curious what everyone else asked the boss. Uh, <laughs> And <laughs> Kenzie says that so SR doesn't end up in Facebook jail. <laughs> well, that's true. He's going to well, break did... the internet. <laughs> he did break uh, the website when, when Promise came up at that's his true. publisher. Yes, mm. he did. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I had a fun time teasing him on that one. Go out mm-hmm. there, you break the internet. You know, just so anyhow. I um, know. But we know that um, Passion Flix has finished filming Gabriel's Inferno, and part one of Gabriel's Rapture is in the can, as they say. 
in the I know we should have actually had champagne this morning, Pam. I'm raising my glass to you. Celebrating the wrap of Inferno. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's really happening. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I was still on set and I still can't believe it's really happening. I and cannot imagine I... that movie on the big screen. I just, I mean, my heart just, I think I'll cry the entire time. I'll have tears in my eyes the entire time of joy of happiness and excitement so great well one of one of the things um i heard from julio he this was he like a off comment that he made somewhere that they're going to be doing part two of gabriel's rapture starting in uh, may mid-may i think mm. Oh, that would be so, a wonderful time. Yeah. Because when I, I remember when we spoke with Tosca about the premiere, mm-hmm. she wasn't sure whether it was going to be May or June at that time. But right. it, it would be around then. Right. And she also wasn't sure whether she was going to do L.A. or New York. Right. But if they did May and they're in Syracuse, right, it's a lot easier to fly to New York City than it is to fly to LA for a premiere. Yes, agreed. So who knows? And um, I am praying it's in New York. It would make it so much easier uh, for and my for my personal situation. Um, yes. But it actually it would, it would make a lot of sense because the cast and crew, a lot of the crew is local in the New York, Greater New York area, so. We'll just see what they decide, or it could be so big that they do it on both, both cities. Um, and as it turns out, Papa Richard, uh, Malachi Cleary, mm-hmm. and I have a mutual friend, which I found out last month. Really? Yeah. He, um, I had old neighbors, uh, the Coils, Jamie and and Deb. And he is friends with Jamie because Jamie's also an actor. Oh my gosh! How about that? Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. Like, oh wow! Well, when you talk so, to him at the premiere, Pam, you can drop names. How about that? I can. I Do love you know that. Jamie Coyle. <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah. See, you will, you will, you will hang out with Papa Richard. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Betty also and, raised the point that uh, Paulina was finally revealed this week. Yes, yes, picture perfect, man. She beautiful eyes. Yeah, she's stunning. I mean, she really. I I just think again the casting has been flawless on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been. Yeah, and and. Kenzie said, "I think Melanie and Julia filmed a Q and A, and that is what the surprise is. What do you guys think?" And then that she also said, fun. yes, he said mid-May, which would be good because when we could go, then we could go to filming and the premiere, wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> wishful and positive thinking. Let's put that out in the universe, Kenzie. Yes. Kenzie will get out. Dana will come down. We'll get Jennifer Locklear out here from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And maybe Susie from uh, Australia. Oh, my gosh. Susie's been trying and hoping to get out here for one of them. Yeah, the good thing is there are there are a couple productions, so they're going to have a couple times, which is great. Yeah, she's, she was saying uh, one day we had a uh, 
shout on DM and she mentioned that she would like to come out she thinks that um, if, if she comes it will be for Redemption's filming mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, yeah, she's she's really pushing Kim to <laughs> to to work on that. Yeah, come on, Kim, take me take me to the states so I can take see me to Julio. <laughs> take me to the states so I can see Julio. But honestly, there I have got to find a way. If she, whenever she is here, I have got to. I want to see the first the first time that she sees him i want to oh be there God. to see that I, reaction that is or else because i will I know... pay her husband to film it <laughs> yeah, because really. that is gonna be epic it's just uh, well, the, the, the best was when we were there for the filming i went to melanie and i said we have an aussie friend susie who wanted to wish you well and yes. how proud she was of the fellow aussie and then Melanie put something out on it on Instagram, I think, mm-hmm. and Susie got all excited. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah, the the chat room, everyone's going crazy. Um, <laughs> Kenzie had said it's months away, and I'm glad because she kind of needs a break from keeping up with everything. I agree. Everyone's hoping they can come. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen's Karen and Dana's laughing. <laughs> That Karen says that will will be epic, and Betty says film it in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. I know, and then she can play it back over. And on I'm gonna have to let I'm gonna have to let Susie know we were we were chatting about her in the podcast this morning. Um, yeah. She is amazing, Kenzie. She really does a great uh, deal to promote the authors that she loves, that like so many of you do. Um, it really is. It, it's it's just a lot of fun and. Um, I just, I just think she's, she's a great, a great fan. She has pointed oh, me in the direction fan. of many, many wonderful authors, and I really yes. appreciate that. that and Passion is. Flicks is lucky to have her as a supporter as well because she's really pushed a lot of their projects. Um, yes. So, so especially, good. So especially, good. Uh, I mean, I know, I know her range is wide as far as social media but especially in the Australian vein she really has has gotten into that a lot mm-hmm. oh yeah so, so Kenzie's Kenzie's still um, guessing what we might what we might get the surprise she says we might get a still on Valentine's Day perhaps the photograph Rachel takes of Gabriel and Julia dancing at lobby or they may save that for the film that's a possibility it's boy it's tough right it's tough there's so yeah, many I mean, options I, that th- so many ways they could go. I know. Or and do I you think, do you think it would be the? I don't think it would be the trailer yet. Do you? No, no, not yet. But I, th- mm-hmm. but I think that Allie will play a big part of that. Yeah, so. yeah. I agree. And I know that Nina's <laughs> going to PassionCon. Yes. She's one of the guests, authors that are going to be there. And I'm sure it's, you know, a lot of SR, but I think it's also for her own. Definitely. I would love to see her series option by them. Oh, my gosh. And actually, wouldn't Roman Crazy be fun? I kept thinking, oh, Julia could totally play uh, Martello. (laughs) I doubt they'll do that, though. But, man, he would would be a great Martello. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love his voice. You know what? I hadn't. 
I hadn't seen clips for a while. And then I saw, I was watching, caught one of his Instagram clips and I thought, oh, I forgot how great his voice is. And with um, the Italian? Julio. Yeah. It just has, he has a really great voice. I, I, his does. voice is what and does it for me, I think. Um, just, just to good be able stuff. to hear him speak it in Italian with the Italian accent. Yeah. Other than putting on the American accent would be yes. awesome. Awesome. I know. I know. I'm like, you can just talk to me all day. I told him, he said, I said, you could film the entire film in Italian and I wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I would love it anyway. I just loved it. Remember when, that, KK? When he was remember saying, when I said that to Julio? I, I, you know, I just remember him saying angel fucker. Yeah. Off. <laughs> so. That was fun. Yeah. 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 Betty thought maybe the Q&A for Valentine's Day. Um, I'm la- I was laughing earlier because Betty said we need to play a so- slow ballad song in the background. Maybe we could play Love Story as the background <laughs> soundtrack while Susie runs into Julio's arms. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Yeah. Kenzie was saying no teaser or trailer. They have a lot of editing to do for this one. And Effie asked Tosca on the set and was told that it would release in May. Um, yeah, Betty also said they could record the audiobook again, wishful thinking. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen also said Roman Crazy would be fun. It's another book that read like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Kenzie, I agree with you about the scheduling. It seems to be a teaser a month before, a trailer a week before. I think they will keep it that way to be fair. Maybe. I feel like they might, they're upping their ante in this though. So I think they might be doing a little more. Um, I don't think they're going to do too much craziness around the Valentine's Day though, because the will is being released and that's a big deal. So and, and she's, we'll just I have think to she's, see. I think she's going to be busy in March with some stuff too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Betty said she was watching a video clip of uh, Julio speaking Italian. It was hot. I had no idea what he was saying, but I was happy just <laughs> listening to him. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes, yes. yes. I know. Great voice. Great spirit. James Andrew Fraser is from Saskatchewan and he's very very nice and he lives in New York City because he does a lot of acting workshops in New York and he also does um, a lot of the New York shows that are TV shows that are filmed in New York so that's very cool and I, I know that he follows some of us on mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter and he comments a lot uh, on especially on Betty's stuff so that'll be fun that'll be fun yeah it will be it will be so many good things oh Dana Chloe's demanding some undivided attention she has to go have a great weekend everyone glad you, you too, could Dana. stop by Dana oh give my gosh. Chloe and Kyle a hug so sweet i'm glad she could join um and it's funny because i was just about to say we need to turn our attention now to 
that he's trying to change the damn nickname to Angel Lover instead of the uh, other one. Angel Lover. Of course he he is an angel lover because he loves you, my dear. That's right. And That's Kenzie right. too. <laughs> That's true. So. <laughs> Kenzie says our beloved characters that have gotten the shaft lately oh my gosh no I think uh, you guys know there was a big fandom around Paul that character and I mm-hmm. I hope to see more I hope to see more stories around him I really do I think yeah I just think he's a neat character uh, it'll be it'll be interesting Mm-hmm. I, I feel like SR has so many ideas and stories up his sleeve, though, that he might go in a totally different direction. <laughs> but he says, as long as he leaves Allison, I'm okay. <laughs> well, it seems in promise that he may be. Oh, and Kenzie said she meant William and Raven and Nicholas and Acacia, <laughs> not Paul. <laughs> oh, I know. So- I would like to see more of William and Raven because yeah. they were awesome. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely like to see more Nicholas and Acacia. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. That I just think those are stories that can that can come on and be. I I feel like those are stories that he can pull out more quickly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the the nature of them. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I should ask. I should ask him that in terms of his writing, if one takes longer than the other. I just feel like there's so much more action in these types of books. So it there was isn't as much of the character development, the subtleties. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of how I envision it, but well, we, we'll find none out. of this is easy stuff, but we do need to ask him that. Um, Kenzie says, be... SR needs to write a single character I can call mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, he may be creating new characters. I know. As we speak, we don't know. That is true. Mm-hmm. Betty says, I wish I could take a little sneak peek at the boss's notes just to compare notes. I know. And Kenzie said, whatever SR writes, I will read. Whatever SR wants to write, I will read it. Agreed. That'll be fine. Yes. So, shall we start? We should. We should. I know. Oh, and yes, Kenzie, I agree. She adores his mystery of him. Always keeps you curious. Very true. Mm-hmm. No truer words were spoken. It's one of the fun things about being a fan. Yeah, that's right. So, as we switch gears, we finally have made it through the very long, very explosive chapter 60 in uh, The Man in the Black Suit. He really laid out a lot of. <laughs> dramatic content in that chapter uh, yes, he did. and it really wove a lot of different pieces of the book together um, and you know we are facing as we enter chapter 61 the fact that 
Nicholas has been taken, uh, they believe by the Russian, and right out from under their noses at the hotel, uh, Cassie had reached out to try and get help from Luke, who really rebuffed her request, even though there was stolen artwork and they they believed based on the security footage that they obtained a stash of weapons at uh, Kuznetsov's compound. So as we begin the chapter, uh, there was a shred of hope uh, that because of Russian law, they might have enough evidence to engage Russian Interpol. So as we start, Akasi is calling um, to contact the agent in the Russian Interpol. She said, my name is Akasia. I'm Pierre Breckman's girlfriend, and he has been kidnapped. So again, they're going with uh, the fact that Nicholas had been using his alter identity, his other identity, in order to uh, interact with the Russian. The Interpol agent responded, now there is a war. Akasia told him that they would get Pierre but they needed help tracking down Kuznetsov. Uh, The agent asked if there was evidence that he did it, and Acacia told him that he had been kidnapped from inside the the Red Square Hotel. Um, And who else would it be, you know, she said. Yeah, Betty, I agree with you. I'm I'm looking at the chat room. Uh, Calling Luke was a bad idea. Acacia left precious time. Um, And also, I, I liked your comment about Betty said, I always start SR's books thinking the story will go in one direction, and then I read his novel, and I end up surprised that he took the story in a whole different direction. I love it. And yes, Acacia is on a mission. Operation Save the Boss. (laughs) Oh, and she said, every time I read Pierre, I keep thinking of singing in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) That's a reference, um, for those who don't know, the movie from the 50s with Gene Kelly um, and Debbie O'Connor. Reynolds, Donald O'Connor um, singing in the rain and uh, oh my gosh was it, it wasn't I'm forgetting the actress who played the role who goes, Pierre you shouldn't have come I know exactly the scene you're thinking of Betty I have her voice in my head, that's so funny it sounds like my son's girlfriend's voice oh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> seriously Really? Wow. Oh my god, that's awful. Oh anyway. my gosh. I, I'm I'm sending I'm, I'm sending you some Jack Daniels for that. Thank um, you. Or I actually need it. no, no, let, let me I, I should I should probably say Jameson's, yes. For you good yes, Irish girls. Yes, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. Lots so, of Jamesons. <laughs> so Cassia's or or we, we know how we know how you're a fan of uh, absolute <laughs> hey, you know, vodka always has a place in my heart. <laughs> Kenzie just wrote in big capital, shouty capitals. No vodka for Pam. <laughs> <laughs> and the Betty bitch does well with com- with vodka. Yes, Pam needs earplugs, and she said, "Pam, I feel your pain." <laughs> you guys are funny. Ugh. So Acacia is talking to the agent, and he said, "This is." after hours you're talking a full-scale operation it requires planning 
And Macasio is trying to sweeten the pot and set offers something in exchange. She said that she had video footage of weapons, grenades, bombs, etc. The agent gave her a small, a secure email address that Olga copied, and Acacia told her to send to him. Um, so he had the footage of the weapons. Agent opened the file and asked if it was in the house. Acacia responded yes, and she sent the file showing the stolen artwork. Um, one of the pieces was very important to Pierre, she said. Acacia heard the agent breathing heavily on the phone and let out an expletive under his breath. Then she heard him tapping on his computer. And when he spoke again, he said, there's something else of great importance there. Acacia said, well, what, what else is there that you're looking for? And he told her there was an imperial egg. And Acacia confirmed, yes, a Fabergé egg. I had seen it. The agent told her it looked like the third egg that the Tsar had given to his wife after the revolution had been taken by the Bolsheviks and put into the Kremlin Armory Museum. Acacia was confused. The agent told her that it was a national treasure. While on loan at, to the Hermitage in St. Petersburg a number of years ago, the egg had been stolen and law enforcement all over Russia has been looking for it. So I have to say when SR wrote that Fabergé egg and I thought that was so smart and it's so smart that they were able to loop and, and, and it was good fortune on Acacia's part that the egg was something that was there and that she had seen so she could bear witness to it because that upped the ante and that made it more even more urgent that Interpol got involved. It was one of the things that I, I was looking at when I was you know, reading the chapter and going through this was Russian Interpol. Because I know mm -hmm. we had asked SR, um, I think last week, about how much research did he actually look into that stuff. Mm -hmm. so, um, but so I found out that uh, they're actually part of an, the NCB, which is the National Central Bureau, which is in Moscow. Mm. And they uh, support the efforts to tackle Russia's main crime concerns, which was fugitive investigations, organized crime and terrorism, economic crime and counterfeit cur currency, sto stolen motor vehicles, stolen works of art, drugs, mm -hmm. firearms and explosives, cybercrime, and documented forgery. So that's like their main concerns. They, what they, because it has such a large country, they they also are involved in tackling Eurasian organized crime. Oh wow! So you, yeah, so you get you get like, I I don't know much about Chinese, um, you know, organized crime, but I know that mm -hmm. Japan has a bunch, and there's I think it's the Yakuza. Yeah, well, it's everywhere. Kind of I mean, every country so, yeah. has. Every country their has their bad version. guys. They do. That they do. So, yeah, it was, it was just, you know, it was really interesting. And they also help support the Russian police services in criminal investigations and all that kind of stuff. So, And witness protection. Oh, just yeah. Just in case anybody needs witness protection in Russia. <laughs> I don't know if that would... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and um, I, I just, I, I'm sure, you know, SR does research very carefully, and he even said last week that um, he even was researching down to the highway system, and we can tell that in this chapter, 
that his research paid off because he was really specific and we'll read, we'll hear more of that going forward. Um, Betty was Betty. Your comment is so funny though. As she, as we were talking about this phone call, she says, I was shocked. The egg was more important than Pierre's life. I was thinking, really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's interesting how that is sometimes, right? Uh, it, well, it also has to it's do prioritization. With the right. You right. know, because there's a lot of bribes given out by those oligarchs to put turn blind eyes right. to a lot of things. And especially in the case of uh, Kutnetsov, mm-hmm. um, with all the organized crime he's involved in and he's paid off so many people Mm -hmm. so you know they're not concerned about Pierre's life as much as they are about their stolen objects right absolutely right and Kenzie said sometimes when I'm reading SR's novels my socks get knocked off by how intelligent he is and that wow that so much so and that shows through his writing. He really makes you think or do your own research. Brilliant. Yes. That's one of the things I really like about SR. He is, I, I always joke about him being the great teacher, the, um, because he is, a, he is a great professor, right? I, I, regardless of what he really does in his, um, his real life or his other part of his life. Um, I do think he's very professorial because he's teaching us so much that very much so shows. Yes, he is the god of writing as a as, <laughs> as Kenzie, as Kenzie has says. nicknamed him. I love it. So as Acacia is waiting and talk, talking to him and law enforcement all over Russia has been looking for this egg is what the agent was telling him. She's like, so you're going to help us? (laughs) She's like, come on. And the agent told her everything takes time, but considering their weapons and the Imperial egg, it should be enough to get the support um, in the agency. Uh, The president is a friend with the director of the Hermitage and he had pledged that he would get the egg back. So Acacia asked him what he would do. Um, he asked to speak to their head of security and also approached his, he, his superiors. He then paused and thanked her. Acacia told him any help he could give would be appreciated. He understood. And Acacia also added if they needed any motivation, there was also a stolen Degas and a Matisse stolen from the Musée d'Art Moderne in the vault as well. She also sent him the address of the BRB agent in charge of that case which I thought was really smart because she's trying to tie in all these. She's pretty much building the biggest case she can to get them involved and get Nicholas um, to safety. Yeah. Cause they, otherwise he, they, he, they probably would have rushed, brushed her off. Mm-hmm. Acacia put her phone down on the table next to Wen's laptop. She gestured to the screen since Luke would not help. She gave Philippe's contact information instead which I thought was really smart. Plus Philippe was the one who's kind of the point person on it. So I thought that was a really um, good move. Um, And Betty just said, Nicholas was right when he asked Acacia to befriend Yasmin. Yes, because this would never have happened 
Um, and again, I love the way SR uh, really promotes strong women in his books because mm-hmm. um, this was a Acacia being, um, you know, being the investigator, right? Being yes. able to pull the pieces together. Um, and Acacia was able to get a lot of the info thanks to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so Acacia pulled over the info, told the agent that she was turning him over to her head of security with her thanks and handed the phone over to Rick. Acacia then thanked Olga, who said that Nicholas had been working with the agent for some time, but he had not been able to get anywhere with him. Luckily, the egg and the weapons seemed to help. Acacia mentioned that Kuznetsov must have had a lot of influence if Interpol was willing to turn a blind eye. And, you know, he did. He rose to power by killing his rivals and anyone who threatened him. Um, So he had an incredible amount of influence which is what you were hinting at, Pam. Yes. Um, Acacia bristled at this because the man they called Serge the Terrible had Nicholas, and they had to find him soon. Yeah. When I was reading about all this and, and looking at my my interest in organized crime to begin with, mm-hmm. but the, I know that parts of Brooklyn, New York, have a, have a huge Russian mob Mm-hmm. influence and uh, I think there's a couple of guys that are connected with um, Rudolph Giuliani right now that are were part of that oh wow area yeah and I think Lev Parnas is the one that was m- more involved than the other but I digress um, but you know what else got me the Imperial Lake I am surprised that during the Russian Revolution that the Bolsheviks didn't destroy those eggs. They all, as many of them as they could get, they they actually ended up in a, um, you know, stored at the mm-hmm. at the Kremlin or at, you know, some area where they kept a lot of the czar's riches. And considering the time and what they were about, I'm surprised they didn't destroy all that stuff. Well, you know, it's not it's it's not uncommon, though, for even the the worst of the worst um, to have such an affinity or regard for beauty and art that Mm -hmm. they will protect it. I mean, even even Hitler protected some things that uh, people thought he was going to destroy um, for for various different reasons. Um, There's different. And especially in the Russian culture, there's so much uh, emphasis placed on art and supporting art. Mm-hmm. So even though it represented the monarchy, it, um, I think it was the fact that it was such, uh, such a wonderful work of art that they may have held on to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know well, for sure. I've not, I've not uh, researched that. Um, uh, you know, I, but I do know that it happens, you know throughout history I don't give Hitler any credit for some things uh, about especially around art um, because he did steal a lot he did destroy some right and his final orders to the uh, Germans when they were leaving Florence were destroy the bridges the Ponte Vecchio and a few other things um, in Florence 
before they left and mm-hmm. there was uh, smart generals whatever they were mm-hmm. who uh, ignored those orders when they left Florence you know and as it was Florence did have a lot of damage uh, some of the buildings that you see in Florence especially in the uh, area around the Ponte Vecchio, the Santo Spirito the, the center of Florence the, of the town itself um, a lot of the the buildings had been bombed and Phil was saying when because he lived there after the war that when they were rebuilding the town was very um very much in, in looking at what the buildings were and, mm-hmm. and recreating them that way. So it, you wouldn't get a modern or mo- more modern building next to the Duomo, for an example, so that they all kind of looked uniform in, in that Itali- Italian uh, That beautiful that architecture. So, and Kenzie, they do lag. Computers do lag sometimes. So, anyway, uh, Acacia had turned to Wen and, and asked what was happening. And he, they, she was told that the incursion had group had cut the power. And when they, so they were looking at a screen, and there they see that the they had set a bonfire outside the walls. And Kutnetsov's uh, men came out of the compound, and they were all armed, and they were filming this. So they also took a copy of that and sent that off to the Interpol agent. Uh, then, you know, this this way Interpol would be able to see how well armed they were. When Akasi asked about Nicholas, uh, Rick asked Dave for status. And he was told that the van had <clears throat> turned off the M9 and onto the A109. And that was taking a long way to get to Barvika, uh, and if that was their destination. Uh, when reported that the incursion team was on their way, and if everything worked, they would kind of meet along the road way there. So See, SR, SR's road research paid off. It did. <laughs> because <laughs> um, Dave was studying his laptop on the map and he was saying, well, you know, the A9 turns into the A106 and that is the road to Barvika. And if the incursion team turns onto the A106, that's where they would run into each other. Uh, when asked about... <laughs> Kuznetsov and uh, uh, what about the convoy Dave kind of shook his head saying they would keep looking uh, copy that is when he's speaking into a headset and Dave said saying wait a minute the boss has stopped and it looked like he wasn't in a forest even though he was like in the middle of a roadway there um, and then everything kind of quieted down and, and they're now looking at this at the screen Apparently that uh, the, uh, con- the that convoy had turned off the A109 to a house. 
uh, and they figured that was one of Kuznetsov's safe houses. And Olga was kind of surprised that the safe house was so close to the house, to the compound. So that's Dave suggested maybe that's why they had lost the convoy. Uh, Rick is standing behind Nicasia's chair and saying, everyone, I need you to find out everything you can find out, especially property registries, security systems, schematics, and and how they go. He, Rick also asked Dave how uh, far the incursion team was. He said about five minutes. And that was the incursion team coming back to the hotel. Uh, so when Rick gestured to his laptop, he said the secondary uh, incursion team was actually in the lobby and they were on their way up. Uh, Rick wanted all the information sent to the first incursion team. Akasha said that wasn't good enough. She wanted to go after him. And now Rick is like, kids, that's off. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, Nicholas. So <laughs> you can imagine his look on his face. It's like, not again. What, you know, <laughs> what the hell are you getting yourself into? Mm -hmm. I, I can imagine that's what she was saying. Right. So he's like standing there, hands on his hips, or as my husband would say, arms akimbo. <laughs> um, he's like, no way. And the incursion team uh, would do the extraction. Acacia was saying, being the, being the strong person she is, that she was not asking permission to go. She was telling him she was going. And that Wen would be able to track her because she also had the magic watch that Nicholas had given her. Um, Rick told her that this was the safest place and they had no idea whether there was others were waiting for them in an ambush. And he was surprised that they hadn't come after Acacia. Uh, you know, so Acacia's like, well, it's good that I have a team of professionals with me. Uh, then he's continually trying to, uh, you know, soften that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> he says, you don't want to get stuck in Moscow traffic at, at downtown Moscow. And uh, she asked if it would take time for the team to get their schematics together and make a plan for an attack. Rick nodded. So she replied that she had better get going then if she wanted to see Nicholas as soon as possible. And Rick is like <laughs> rubbing his face, getting, I'm sure, getting very frustrated at this. Oh, he's so agitated at this point. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> but I think so, he's, so, he's also really, really concerned. Yeah, you know, well, he, I would be too. Russian he and because he cares about her. With. Kenzie well, says too. she's putting Rick through hell, and she yes. is. But he's like, she's super Acacia. If I would, if I were Cassie, I would tell him, "Don't make me pull out my spoon." <laughs> <laughs> to make sure she has a spoon to take with her. That's right. That's right. I mean, oh, she's, she's she's into the Brazilian jiu-jitsu or martial arts so she, she's got a black belt so she can sort of protect herself you know I don't know with that 
large amount of men in Russia how that would work, but mm-hmm. you know, between the black belt and the spoon, she'd have a fairly good chance. <laughs> That's right. She was going after. She needs to go get her bashert. That's right. So she's going in. She, she, you know, and he's but Rick is yelling, "God damn it! I'm going with her. I want constant updates." Uh, when agreed, looked at Rick, then an Akasi and said, stay safe. I will, she said. She opened the door to the hall, and Rick passed through, and she followed. Mm. <sighs> End of chapter. Oh. Yes. And Betty says, in my head, Acacia says, I'm Acacia Santos, and I'm a whole lot of woman. Shazam! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. And yes, I, Kenzie, she adores the word shirt and she said she needs to go get her shirt. There, Kenzie, there's a really good movie um, that Melanie Griffith was in. And I think, was it Robbie? Robbie Silverman? I, I forget. But it's, um, let me see if I can find it. But she plays a undercover detective in the New York City Police Department and she's investigating a murder of a Hasidic Rebbe and why you know why the, the, with the Hasidic community uh, especially in Williamsburg part of Brooklyn is is a very closed community as far as outsiders so but it, so she's task to go in undercover into this group and she kind of falls in love with this young man who's selling uh, studying the Talmud and the Kabbalah and that's where I first heard the word Bashar long before I ever with SR I think this movie was done in the 80s let me see if I can find it but I think you'd like it it was very good that sounds good. I haven't seen that one. Uh, let me. I'm looking on the IMDb database. I, I, I just don't remember the, uh, the name of the movie offhand. And I'm sure I'll find it. Goes back further. It's 2000. But um, it, it, it I real, I really liked it. I really liked. So good. A stranger yeah, among us is what the name of the movie is. Oh, I, I've heard of it. I just never have seen it. Yeah, nineteen ninety two it was made. Oh, we'll have to watch that. Another one to add to the list, Kenzie. Yes. And <laughs> but it... The, it wasn't Rab Robbie. And the actor's name was Eric Thal. Mm. Yes, a stranger among us. Is is correct. Great movie, great movie. I, I, if I can get to watch it, I do. <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't think it made a lot of money or anything like that, but it, but it was good. Yeah, as Kenzie says, her watch list is never ending. I know it's like my reading list as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we all will have to check that out. And I, I'm laughing because Betty is, or Kenzie said, Acacia is seriously Wonder Woman. 
Betty said, watch out. If you say Wonder Woman three times, Catherine Pickens shows up. Catherine shows up. <laughs> and Kenzie says, give her a cape and the bracelets of submission. And then <laughs> Catherine scares me. <laughs> she would be, she would be, she reminds me of some of the instructors and professors I've had that are really intense and everyone's like, oh my gosh, don't take this person. They're so hard and they're so mean. And mm-hmm. they end up being my favorite professors because they they challenge you and they make you better and that's what Um, it's all about and and really some of their shtick is theater Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know when when i found out my high school english teacher was into opera i was like okay this makes perfect sense now because man he would lay it on uh he gave a performance in class every day of the you know really really pretentious uh, incredibly intellectual um, and overbearing instructor but he you know he he really had a love of the of teaching and of the content and he really strove to make students think and to be better and that's that's what you want from a good instructor exactly they challenge you to look more into things. I have a history right. teacher like that in seventh mm-hmm. grade. Mm-hmm. She, Mrs. Levitton, of all the teachers I've ever had, Mrs. Levitton and Mr. Goldsboro were the best teachers that I, en- uh, I enjoyed so much. And, I mean, this was middle school. This wasn't mm-hmm. high school or college, for that matter. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Levitton was history. And... The way she taught history, she would, she would put all the notes you needed for the day on the blackboard, mm-hmm. and you you she'd give you time in class to write all the notes down, and then you'd have a discussion period, and you would be looking at history, not just in 1917, World War One, whatever, or you know 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. It was more like, well, you know, the the economics of the time, the people did blah, 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 and the fashions of the time, you know, I mean, mean, she took it to that broad a a scope. So when you're looking at history, you were looking at a lot more than just the dates and times. Mr. Goldsboro was my favorite because he got me reading John Steinbeck. Uh, and all uh, Greek mythology, and you know, I I was at a very impressionable age, and especially with Steinbeck and his writings of the time, like the Grapes of Wrath, it marked my radical soul at the time. Ah, uh, I love it. And, yeah. So. As as uh, Kenzie said, they give you tough love and make you work hard and think, which in the end gives your growth and not gives you growth and knowledge. And Betty said, I love the professors who gave their lessons with so much passion. And Kenzie also said, how much do you think I'd have to beg SR to be my professor? I would love to be a student in SR's class. I think we're all students in SR's class, Kenzie. Uh, I I do. He really, he is teaching us through his writings. The Um, virtual professor. The virtual professor. I love it. Yeah, their passion makes students passionate, she said. And I totally agree. 
Oh my gosh, you guys, we are flying through this book. It's almost over. I know. I know. It's getting intense. I, I mean, the fact that Acacia just decided, like, you know what? I'm going in. I, you know, I. The, at that point, I. I know she, she's compelled to do so. There's she can't not go, and I understand mm-hmm. that. But I also was thinking that makes it. it it adds strain to the security team because then it's other people that they have to look after instead of having their sole focus being on Nicholas. So, but I know she also views herself as being part of his security team and, you know, she couldn't not go to him. And I, I get that. I do get that. No, Kenzie, don't she, Kenzie says, don't say that. I'll be so sad when this is over. No, 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 no. Don't no, be sad because there's going to be more books to talk about. There's going to be more and, things and, to discuss. And, absolutely. and you know, he's going to be writing more. So that makes it exciting. And there's <laughs> yeah. so much going on in SR world. Right. Kenzie says SR yeah. needs to write a thousand page book. Then I'll be satisfied maybe. No, you won't be because you are always going to want more SR. That's when right. you read his stuff, you always want to read more of his work. It's just the way it is. At least that's my opinion. <laughs> Betty said, when do we have to hand in our midterm paper to the boss? <laughs> <laughs> I will ask him that in the email next week. Um, and, and apologies, ladies. I got my email off to SR super late this week. Um, super late meaning like yesterday at lunchtime. So <laughs> I, knew the, uh, I knew my chances of getting my questions <laughs> responded to would be uh, very slim. But I had said, can we, you know, just let me know so we can share answers next, you know, in a future podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's just and a little I'm behind sure. the scenes on why I didn't have uh, SR questions peppered throughout the chapter this time. And I'm um, sure you will. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, Nina did say he, w- he would look at emails. There may be a mm-hmm. delay, but he would be looking at the emails. Yeah, so. yeah. I do. I really do, though. Hope he's somewhere warm and fabulous, escaping the negative temperatures in in the Great White North. Um, although I don't know if Toronto is that cold. Toronto is usually protected by the lake. Usually, um, well, I can tell you, I do have Toronto on my uh, weather app. Uh huh. And what is Syracuse. it today? Well, mm-hmm. let's see. I also have Adelaide, Sydney, and Florence on there. Uh, uh, for Toronto, it's 11 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh, cold, but not Dana cold. Right. <laughs> and let's see, today. It's partially sunny today. Maybe some, mm-hmm. with some slight chance of snow, like 15%, which means it won't snow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping SR got out of the 11 degrees. I'm hoping he is somewhere warm. Well, it's supposed <laughs> but, to hit, actually hit 20 today. Oh, That's a high. balmy. Tomorrow's a warm-up. <laughs> It'll be 36. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Low 32. Yes. And Monday's 38. Tuesday's 35. And, yeah, so it's a lake about here. Yeah. Lake about here. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yes, and true, SR's novels will always be there to fill the void. Other novels will be there to fill the void when we're done with this book, Mm -hmm. which is true. 
Kenzie says, I need to email about Promise, but I'm sure his email is crazy, so I don't want to bother. I don't think, uh, you know, sending an email to SR about Promise would be a problem, Kenzie. It just, no, know that it takes it. him a long time sometimes to get back to you, but he does respond. Um, I was so yeah. thrilled when I got a response back when I first wrote to him. It was, it was very unexpected because I didn't think I would hear back from the author. So it was very much of a treat. Um, <laughs> Kenzie says, I think SR went somewhere warm over the holiday. Um, mm -hmm. SR hates pina coladas. <laughs> so I guess that song, do you uh -huh. pina coladas? Yes, because Betty oh. said he's probably sitting in front of a beach drinking a pina colada. <laughs> I just hope he's somewhere warm. I think someone earlier mentioned maybe he was in Belize. Um, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. I hope he's somewhere great. I've always wanted to go to one of those resorts. Mm. That, you know, they have the huts out on the water. Over the water, yeah. Yeah. Like in Fiji. <laughs> yeah. Belize has them. Mm -hmm. And the Caribbean. A lot of places in the Caribbean do, too. So South Pacific is where I kind of like to go. That would right be, now, that's another adventure that I'd want. I really want to go to the South Pacific too. Well, I have to say, I did go to the South Pacific, but yeah, I didn't go. I went to Hawaii, and being in Hawaii made me want to go back. I'm yes, sure. Kenzie, Fiji is so expensive. Everything's expensive out there because it takes it, so long it takes so long to get there. Um, Betty says, we'll just send him a cold beer or maybe a scotch. Scotch in the scotch sunshine. You would like. Scotch you would like. <laughs> yes, he would. Speaking or, of scotch or scotch. Yes. Great scotch. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get the toilet paper and throw it. <laughs> That's a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Reference. Um, I know. Reference. I loved it. Um. That yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I I've seen it yes. quite a few times. Uh huh. At midnight. And At midnight. They, but yes, with with the props. With the props. Oh my gosh! Yes, gotta have props. I know. Actually, Pam, that might be another thing we need to try and do. We need to plan to go It'd see fine. Rocky Horror together. I think that would be exactly. a boot. You know, I, uh, I remember <laughs> taking my sister. And her uh -huh. friends one night, and they'd never seen the movie, at all. Oh gosh! So it's always fun to take virgins to uh -huh. <laughs> Rocky Horror, and every theater is very different. Yes, and true. We we go to this Chinese restaurant, and the waiter, coming to the table, had dropped the whole whole thing of fried rice, and. So I said to the, because there was so much fried rice on the table, and actually when you go to Chinese, you're supposed to order like one thing and then everybody shares. Usually it's put on a round table and everybody shares off the table. But in this instance, everybody got their own stuff. So the fried rice falls on the floor and the waiter's like all apologetic. He's trying to clean it up. And then when I, he say he wants to replace it, I said, well, Rather than replace it with fried rice, could I get just like a very small pint of dry 
white rice. Uncooked. I've <laughs> lost my mind and I okay. So he brings that back, so now I got that. And we've discussed going to this movie. So then I said, Well we have to stop. There was a Howard Johnson's on uh as we turned onto this one road. I said we gotta stop there. And I went in and I said, uh, may I get two pieces of uh white toast dry? And I so I brought the white toast. My sister had newspapers in the back of her car, and I didn't have a water pistol or, or, <laughs> or a roll of toilet paper, but we went in, and my sister's like, what the hell are you doing? What do you, what do you want this stuff for? So we get in, movie starts, and everybody, you know, jumps up, starts doing the time warp, and you know and there's a light and they've got their lighters out and they're you know waving them around for there's a light in the frankenstein house tonight and uh there's a wedding and everybody's throwing rice (laughs) my sister's just like what the hell is going (laughs) i was just thinking i can't imagine your sister (laughs) showing i just can't Oh, that's funny. Um, That's funny. It was great. It was great. I love it. And it's funny because I'm reading, uh, Kenzie says, next time we go to New York, we can um, have our own Rocky Horror (laughs) show, bring on the vodka. Um, I'm laughing thinking about when we were getting ice cream in Syracuse and Pan made that toe comment as my hobbit self was having a difficult time crawling backwards out of the Jeep <laughs> in a parka because it was so high off the ground. <laughs> it must have looked ridiculous. Oh my gosh, you guys. Too funny. That would be, yeah. And I love the fact that Betty mentioned about her blessedness. Every time she looks, she feels like she's she, pretending she's looking at a Hawaiian native because He's the little souvenir her sister brought back, which is so darn cute. I love it. That is cute. Yeah. Well, ladies, I think this has been a really fun, uh, another fun podcast to be on with you. Thanks for joining us this Saturday morning. And uh, I'm going to end up with a little Miles Davis. Mm, Always a good idea. Have a great week, everybody. Yes, take care, everybody.